Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Braden Soprenit here filling in for Sam Levitt. Uh, tough day at the yard for the ball club today. The hometown Padres uh, take one on the chin, 7-1 to the Chicago Cubs. And it just really wasn't the Padres' day from the get-go, coming from their starting pitcher, Ryan Weathers. And uh, as Ryan went through the uh, the lineup, I mean, it didn't take very long for Chicago uh, to get hard contact on Ryan and then ultimately run him out of the game. First batter of the game, Nico Horner ripped a double down the left field line. Um, you know, that was de- definitely out of reach of Juan Soto's ability to run that ball down. Cubs settle for one run in the top half of the first. And he thought, well, you know what, Ryan, you know, might he got a, got himself out of the inning. He got a great play out of Juan Soto there in the first inning as well uh, to gun Ian Happ at the plate on a single by Patrick Wisdom. Otherwise, it could have been 2 nothing at the end of one, but then the Padres didn't answer in the bottom half of the first and put up a zero. It was going to be a tough day anyway offensively going against Marcus Stroman coming off of a complete game shutout of the Tampa Bay Rays in his last outing, but you needed to be able to get some runs and answer anytime your starting pitcher gave up runs. And in that big inning, the second inning, where Ryan Weathers ended up giving up four, four runs on two home runs, Back-to-back solo shots to get the top half of the second underway with Jan Gomes and Trey Mancini, followed by a hard-hit single by Miguel Amaya. Christopher Morrell walked a double by Dansby Swanson later in the inning. Really blew the game open early on in the game in the second. But again, despite being down 5-0, it's only two innings. You still had plenty of opportunity to potentially put up some runs and get back into the game, at least put the pressure on Chicago, and the Padres failed to do that offensively the entire day. They got the one run in the third inning, um, you know, where they got the inning started with a reach on an error by Trent Grisham. Tatis got a single, a couple of uh, batters here and there to finish out the inning, but that was it, and it was an, it was an unearned run for the Padres today, the only one run that they scored uh, as they go down 7-1 to to the Chicago Cubs. you got to give the Cubs credit. They came out swinging today, especially after getting shut out last night. Uh, you know, they put up 11 hits, uh, 7 runs on 11 hits, committed one error, and they didn't leave too many men on base either. The Cubs today left a grand total of 3 men on base, and they were able to drive in a lot of runs. They were 3-for-8 with runners in scoring position. On the contrary, for the Padres... They left eight men on base. It's it, It'd be hard for me to sit here and say the Padres didn't give themselves opportunities because they did give themselves opportunities, but they never got that big hit. If you look at their box score and you look at how everything played out, okay, they got one runner on in the first with two outs and the one Soto walk. That wasn't going to end any runs anyway. But then in the second inning, despite the first die, two guys going down in Cronenworth and Kim, Carpenter single, single, and the local kid, Alfonso Rivas, rips a double. Runners on second and third with two outs. Got to be able to get a hit there. And I know Austin Nola's been struggling. He did get a hit today, but he didn't get it in the right spot. That's 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 an inning where you could have got a couple of runs back. Now, now it's all of a sudden it's 5-2. And it's a much more manageable 
comeback for the Padres after two innings than being down 5 nothing. And then what happens again? Your bullpen now this time, and again, it, hats off to the bullpen today for really salvaging the rest of the game and eating some innings uh, for the pitching staff. And you can't really get on Drew Carlton too much. He goes three and a third, allows two earned runs on three hits with a walk and four strikeouts to kind of mop up Ryan Weathers' mess that he had today. So hard-pressed in the action. Obviously wasn't expecting to get in the game that early, as early as he did. So you can't really knock the guy uh, for giving up the two runs. But then all of a sudden it's a 7 nothing lead at the end of two and a half. Padres answer with one run in the third. But again, it started off with two guys on and nobody out. You got the three unassisted that scored the run for one that uh, that scored the run for the Padres on the rollover by Juan Soto. I mean, it wasn't really much of a rollover. He hit the ball pretty hard. Uh, it's a first base. It was a good play by Mancini to get some leather on it uh, and prevent the ball from going down the line. Um, so you know they, they got the out there, but then again, the Padres didn't add on in that inning. I mean, that those are crucial innings for the Padres to potentially get more runs. Then and again in the fourth. After a leadoff man gets out, Matt Carpenter, you get a walk, you get a single by Nola, which you haven't seen too many of this year. I mean, he came in today at 125, and then you get a punch out, and then a fielder's choice to end the inning. And I know about that fielder's choice, Ryan Wills, the second base umpire, didn't get out of the way. And I think the Padres had a had some had some reason to gripe about that. You saw Bob Melvin talking with Phil Cuzzy, the crew chief, about it for the entire half inning against uh, it, it, between the bottom of the fourth and the top half of the fifth. And there was reasons to be upset about that. I mean, Ryan, get out of the way. I, I know the umpire's part of the play, but get out of the way. I mean, he completely cut off Jake Cronenworth. Whether or not Jake was going to be safe at second remained to be seen, obviously. And you don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But it would have been bang, bang. You never know uh, in that situation. And, that, and it's not Ryan Wills' fault. But, dude, get out of the way. So a couple of breaks didn't go their way either. After that, the Padres uh, really didn't threaten too many times. They got a base runner on in the seventh. They got a base runner in the eighth. But at that point in time, it was all she wrote as the Cubs go on to beat the Padres 7-1. We talked about consistency during the pregame show and the lack of consistency that the Padres have had, the one step forward, the one step back. Padres took a step forward on Thursday against the Marlins where they put up 10 runs. It seemed like they were turning a corner again for another time. They take a step back on Friday night. They lose 2-1. to one. They take a step forward last night, 6 nothing. You get a good outing out of your starting pitcher. Bullpen, clean, finishes it off. Great at-bats and, and hits by Fernando Tatis Jr. Great glove and fielding by Hassan Kim. Complete game, step forward. Padres win 6 nothing, And then again today, Padres take a step back, they lose 7-1. to one. That's the biggest problem at this point for the Padres is the lack of ability to be able to do this night in and night out like good teams do, like playoff teams do, like teams that are expected to compete for a World Series does. They haven't been able to get to that point. But I will say this, it's a lot better than it was early on in May when it was they couldn't even get a good night at the yard they couldn't even get the step forward so at least they're getting the step forwards they're still taking the step backs and until the Padres take a couple of steps forward without having to take a setback they're going to be kind of in this purgatory of baseball forgottenness of the 500 mark and just under the 500 mark against the team in the Chicago Cubs the Padres on paper should be competing against and again the Padres 
have had some tough luck with running into some teams that are on a roll. They ran into a team on a roll in Miami, and they were able to take two out of three. This Cubs team was not on a roll. I know they took two out of three from Tampa, but they were coming off a horrendous month of May and where a one game in front of the St. Louis Cardinals for being the worst team in the National League. Potters should be taking care of business against teams like the Cubs, but today, again, your starter didn't have it. It really put you behind the eight ball. It kind of changes the mentality of a lot of the players offensively when all of a sudden guys are trying to do too much and get six runs with one swing of the bat, which we all know is impossible. Until the Padres start figuring out the consistencies and playing consistent baseball, it's going to be the same thing. We're going to get the same monotonous phone calls throughout the week on the talk shows. It's going to be the same talking points the entire time. It's the lack of hitting with runners in scoring position. It's the lack of consistency. It's the lack of ability to do it each and every night. And today, I mean, the only reason why the game wasn't close today is you actually didn't get for the first time in a long time a good outing out of your starting pitcher. It's going to happen, folks. There's going to be times where the starting pitching is not elite. I mean, it happens in baseball over a whole 162-game season today. It wasn't Ryan Weathers' day. Padres got down big early, and we talked about it again on the pregame show, how important it is for this ball club in particular to score first because their inability to be able to come back this season, and it showed again. I know a lot of people were upset when Trent Grisham was batting leadoff. You had Austin Lowell in the lineup. Here's the deal. With Rugnet Odor still taking some days off, obviously, to get right, we don't know the situation on whether or not he's going to need an IL stint or not. With Xander Bogarts, again, getting a day off today, probably going to get a day off tomorrow, and being evaluated of whether or not he needs going to be on the IL. Those are two of your four guys on the bench that are unavailable to play. On top of, you can't start Gary Sanchez every single day, as great as he has been. He can't catch every single night. Eventually, Nola's going to have to be in the lineup. And then your last player is Brandon Dixon, who had been playing a little bit before. But to say that Alfonso Rivas and Brandon Dixon are two totally different players um, would be would be kind of ridiculous. This is the lineup you have. This is the roster you have. This is where it's at. I'm kind of surprised the Padres haven't made a roster move yet. Uh, in terms of trying to help out their depth. But, again, they're kind of in a wait-and-see pattern when it comes to some of the players that are hurt but not necessarily ready to be put on the injured list yet. Tough day for the Padres today. Ryan Weathers didn't have it. Offensively, missed opportunities. Again, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. It's that step back that keeps hurting the Padres after a big step forward. We're going to get to highlights when we come back. We will hear from Bob Melvin, the manager of the San Diego Padres, what his thoughts were on the ball game and what happened with Ryan Weathers today. We will also give out our awards throughout the program and take a look around Major League Baseball and see what else happened around the league and where the National League West stands at this point in time. The good news is for the Padres, not a lot of success for the National League West today aside from maybe the Sunday night game, but we'll keep you updated on that as we roll on. I'm Braden Soprenit. We'll be here with you for the next hour on the Padres postgame show. Tough loss for the Pods tonight. They lose the Chicago Cubs 7-1. to This is the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network.
Welcome back to the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan of the Padres Radio Network. I'm Braden Soprano. Tough loss today for the Chicago, for the San Diego Padres against the Chicago Cubs. Cubs best the Padres 7-1. to one. How did that transpire? Let's get you to the game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. San Diego Padres were trying to add some wins in a row and be able to be consistent, something we talked about during the pregame show of today's game. Trying to build off of last night, a very big win for the Padres in which they were good in all facets of the game of baseball. Today, things got started a little bit differently. We talked about being able to score the first run of the game for the Padres. It is a key to success for them this season we mentioned the 20 wins that they have when they score first but unfortunately for the Padres their starting pitcher today Ryan Weathers did not have a great game he did not have it on the mound and it started with a leadoff double by Nico Horner Nico Horner with a leadoff double got things started a punch out for Dansby Swanson and then Ian Happ with one out in the top half of the first got the first run of the game unfortunately it was for the Chicago Cubs 2-2, 2-2, ground ball slowly towards third. Manny charges, it's a fair ball, gets rid of it quickly, airmails it over the head of the first baseman, Rivas. At third base, Horner making the turn on his way. The throw comes in, not in time. On a ground ball to third base, Cubs going to get the first run of the day as Horner scores all the way from second. Half ends up at second, and it's one nothing Chicago in the first. It was a slow roller up the line. Machado looked like he was going to see if it was going to go foul. Then he charged it, realizing it was not going to go foul on an infield hit. He comes up hard. He throws it, and it goes almost into the stands, goes off the netting. It creates an opportunity for Nico Horner to round third, head for home, and score the first run of the game. Machado gets charged with an error. It is a single for Ian Happ and, a re- and advancing on an error by Manny Machado, a play that we've seen Manny make thousands of times. Can't really get on him too much uh, for that error, but it gave the Cubs a 1-0 lead. It didn't take long for the Cubs to add, but the Padres were able to get out of that inning on a nice defensive play that was involved hanging a star by Juan Soto. Here's a line drive base hit into left field. Half rounding third, going to try. Soto's throw is on the way. It's on target. The tag, and he's out of the play. Juan Soto throws Ian Happ out, trying to score from second base. That'll end the top of the first inning. Going to hang a star for the Padre left fielder who picks up the assist and helps Ryan Weathers get out of this with limited damage. Cubs challenged it. Call stood on the field as called, and the Padres were out of it. Like, hey, you know what? Was, Was a bad start to the game. Ryan Weathers got out of the inning, got some help from his defense. Top half of the second inning didn't start great for the Padres. First batter to hit in the top half of the inning was Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes continues to hurt the Padres. 1-0 pitch. That's hit in the air to deep center field. Trent Grisham's going back. He's on the warning track at the wall. Better believe it. Jan Gomes has done it again. The Padre killer. Second home run of the season against San Diego. His career average against the Padres about 100 points higher than it is against everybody else. And the Cubs lead to 2-0 here in the second. Young Gomes haven't even played that many games against the Padres. I mean, he's spent time playing 
in a league that never really played the Padres, but yet he is a Padres killer. Another home run for Jan Gomes this season against the Padres. It gave Chicago a 2-0 lead. Didn't take very long for them to get a 3-0 lead. This time was Trey Mancini to go back-to-back. Here's the 3-0. Mancini hits that one well in the air to deep left field. Soto goes back, looks up, going to go. Back-to-back home runs for Gomes and Mancini. 3-0 Cubs here in the second inning against Ryan Weathers. A 3-0 lead for the Cubs turned into a 5-0 lead as Dansby Swanson really blew it open in the top half of the second inning. The 1-2 to Swanson is on a rope out towards left center field. Grisham's not going to get there. That'll get both runs home. Amaya has scored. Morrell rounding third. He's on his way. Swanson into second with a two-run double. This is a four-run second inning for the Cubs. And they lead it now 5 nothing. 5-0 lead for Chicago. They went back-to-back to start off the second innings. The fifth time that the Cubs have gone back-to-back this season, dating back to the last time when they did it against the Padres earlier this season. Later on, Miguel Amaya in the top half of the third inning added two more runs with his first major league home run. He is considered the catcher of the future in the Cub organization and he hits this one a mile to deep left field. Soto goes back, looks up, gonna go. First major league home run for Miguel Amaya. Two for two on the day. That is the third home run the Cubs have hit this afternoon. This one a two-run shot and it's seven to nothing Chicago in the top of the third. 7-0 lead for the Chicago Cubs in the top half of the third inning. That was the bad news. The good news was the Padres had tons of time to try to get back into the game. And in the bottom half of the third, got a leadoff runner on in Trent Grisham. He reached on an error. Fernando Tatis Jr. with a single. Runners, Two runners on and nobody out for Juan Soto. Here's the one and one. Soto hits it on the ground to the right side. Fair ball, knocked down by Mancini. Rolls into foul territory, picks it up, steps on the bag. That's one out. Grisham comes in to score, and the Padres are on the board. Padres got on the board, but that was it. And after the first three innings of play, there were no more runs the rest of the game as the Cubs went on to beat the Padres 7-1. to Chicago, seven runs on 11 hits, one error. They left three on base. Padres, one run on five hits, one error. They left eight on base. Marcus Stroman got the win today. He is now 6-4. and four. Ryan Weathers with the loss. He is 1-4. Time of the ball game today, two hours and 30 minutes. Played in front of 44,811. The 20th sellout this season at Petco Park for the San Diego Padres on a 66-degree sunny afternoon in America's finest city. Cubs win it today, 7-1 over the San Diego Padres. They take a 2-1 series lead against the Friars. Rubber match tomorrow, if you will, as the Padres try to even up the series at two and hopefully end the series against the Cubs with the split. With the win, the Cubs also win the season series against San Diego after taking two out of three in Chicago. A team that's not very good this year, that doesn't have a lot of wins, taking a season series against the Padres. Don't like to see that as a Padres fan. Don't like to see it as a Padres manager either. What did Bob Melvin have to think about or say about tonight's, uh, today's loss to the Chicago Cubs? Let's head on down to the clubhouse and hear what he has to say with the media. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource.
I know it's difficult on an offense when your team goes down that big that early. What is your level of disappointment that there wasn't really much of a fight put up? I, you know, more than anything, it seems like we're about to turn a corner and then we don't. So we have to keep fighting to turn the corner. Um, Stroman pitched good. He pitched six innings. We still had some chances against a bullpen, too. So it shouldn't, you know, with, with the guys that we have, it shouldn't be, if it's 7-1, to one, um, feel like a, we can't come back. So it was it was a bad game overall for us. Ryan, when he was throwing strikes, was just throwing him in the middle of the zone? Yeah, he was getting behind everybody. And, you know, then when he had to come over the plate, they were ready for him. So it's one of those games where no matter what you did, it, you know, they were squaring him up. What is it going to take to establish some level of consistency and to, to kind of turn that corner that you said? Yeah, I wish I could tell you. It's going to be consistent at bats. It's going to be gaining some momentum with several wins in a row, with some good games in a row. We have not been able to do that. And like I said, it felt like several times here in the last, you know, 10 games or so that we were about to, you know, last night, good game for us, come with some energy today and, you know, down early and you just couldn't pick it up. So we're going to have to find it. Has it been unique in the way that like you've put turned in some games that like last right. night and a couple earlier this week that looked like they were pretty complete games and then to have games like this? That's the frustrating part. Because we know we're capable of, of getting on a run. We're going to have to get on a run here at some point in time. But we're, we're, we feel like we're capable of doing it. It has not happened to this point. How much, uh, how much of a growing concern is the lack of offense out of center field? Well, like, you know, I think it's kind of a microcosm. You know, the last couple games he's put together some good at-bats, you know, leading up into this game. So... You know, with, with Bogey out and, you know, his experience doing it, try to jumpstart him that way. Didn't happen today. Didn't happen for the rest of the team. So it's not the only position that we're not getting production from, but he has the ability to be way better, as we've seen in the past. Um, Weathers' results have not been the same as before, as, you know, he yeah. sent down. Might you use the off day to maybe look at that spot moving forward? you got Seth coming back. To, you know, obviously a lot of it depends on when Seth does come back. But, you know, he's had a couple good games. He's had some ones not so good. So, you know, we're always looking to see what the best comp can be. We, we had to use a couple of guys extensively in the bullpen today. I, I don't, at this point, I don't know what the options would be, um, you know, as far as a starter goes. So we'll, we'll continue to look at it. Uh, I, I think anything's we we you know we've shown a history of trying to protect our starters. Um, you know, you just threw 115 pitches. Joe's still kind of getting back, you know, to form. Um, you know, we pushed walk a little bit at times. So you know, I, I think we'll continue to try to protect our starters. There's been a little talk about confidence and how that's that's waned a little bit as you guys have struggled. Does a game like this show that? I mean, like where it just the, the bat at bat sort of piled up? Do they spiral a little bit? You know, I, I'd hate to think that because there have been games we've been confident. We came off last night's game and thinking going out there with a lot of energy today to, to try to, you know, turn the corner. It didn't happen again today. That's been the biggest problem with us this year is when we do have really good games, you would think that you would gain something from that and we have not. Anything new on Odor or Bogarts? Odor, Odor's got a chance to play tomorrow, I think. Uh, I'm not sure on Bogey. He didn't do much today. You know, he doesn't want to go on the IL. Right. What is the argument against that, though, just letting him have some time to let this thing heal? Well, I think that's going to be a decision that 
you know our training staff and our our doctors will make you know the you're right and you wouldn't want him to to want to go on the the IL but we'll see what the prudent thing is to do I think tomorrow will probably dictate how we feel about him getting back in the lineup what was your vantage point on the Cronenworth play with the- it, it looked like it was going to be really close and he just said he made a mistake yeah he made a mistake Ryan Willis was in the way um, but you know that happens you got to deal with the umpire uh, as well there's nothing really you could do about it I mean he doesn't get second base automatically for running into the umpire uh, because I think the Cubs Cubs would have a gripe about that that they would have got the guy out anyway I mean it's just an unfortunate break that didn't go the Padres way in that particular inning but at the end of the day they didn't really create their own chances either so Padres need to be able to play a little bit more consistent baseball we haven't seen that yet and everything Bob Melvin said during the postgame is legit and it's accurate and he's he's saying it as it is too I mean there's there's no real answers aside from they just need to play better more often than not, which is obviously a cliche, and thanks, Captain Obvious, but the, that's that's the reality at this point with the San Diego Padres. If he had an answer, it would be in, in play. We wouldn't be asking the question if they had an answer to it. So it's very baffling, I think, for a lot of Padres fans. It's baffling for me. It's baffling for the members of the media uh, throughout Major League Baseball, not just the members of media here in San Diego, about what's going on with the Padres' offense. It's the lack of consistency. So we'll see what happens when it comes to the Padres being able to overcome this and get on a run. And, and as I think Bob Melvin said it perfectly, every time it seems like they're about to turn the corner, they take a step back. And that was the theme of the Padres pregame show today. It's the theme of the postgame show. One run against the Chicago Cubs, um, you know, is very, very disappointing for a Padres organization that's expected uh, to do a lot of great things. Padres have an opportunity tomorrow to even up the series at two, at least salvage the series against the Chicago Cubs before welcoming the Seattle Mariners who are limping in after uh, they've gotten drugged through the mud in Texas. And we'll have more on that with our out-of-town scoreboard. I'm Braden Soprenit. Padres lose it today 7-1 to the San Diego Padres. Wasn't a good performance overall offensively or especially in the pitching side of things. Ryan Weathers. Fell into, fell into deep counts, leaked stuff over the heart of the plate, didn't really have it, and it seemed like the Cubs were taking BP for a 6.40 start this afternoon uh, when they were hitting at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon um, you know, against Ryan Weathers. So overall, tough game. Good thing about baseball, you can get them tomorrow and get back and ready to play tomorrow, and that's exactly what the Padres are going to be ready to do, a 6.10 start against Chicago tomorrow ninth before welcoming the Seattle Mariners. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Uh, we will also get you an out-of-town scoreboard and give out some of our awards. If you want to chime in on the post-game show today, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. This is Braden Soprenit, and you're listening to the Padres post-game show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97 through the fan and the Padres radio network. San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud partners of the San Diego Padres and supporters of the San Diego community. And we would like to especially recognize and honor the men and women who serve our country on this military Sunday. Thank you and go Padres. I'm Braden Soprenit. This is the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, the fan of the Padres radio network. Kids run the bases day. Still got a lot of kids out on the, the field walking around the 
outfield track and getting the run the bases opportunity. Kids run the bases after select Sunday home games. Sunday is always a kid's day here at Petco Park as well as a military Sunday each and every Sunday. And again, we thank the military and the Padres uh, for honoring the military each and every Sunday here in one of the biggest military towns in the United States, San Diego, California. It was a tough day for the Padres this afternoon. They lose 7-1 to to the Chicago Cubs. If you want to join the show today, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. A lot of home runs hit in Major League Baseball today, just like yesterday and the day before that. How many were there? Let's uh, talk a little bit about that with our home run total. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. Had a grand total of 33 home runs, and maybe counting depending what's going on on Sunday Night Baseball throughout Major League Baseball today. We're going to start with a couple that were some major home runs, a couple of grand slams, and a couple of game winners, if you will. In Chicago, where the White Sox beat the Tigers 6-2, it was Jake Berger who hit a grand slam, and it was a walk-off winner for the White Sox against the Tigers. He had another Big grand slam out in the desert for the Diamondbacks and the Atlanta Braves. Braves win in the top half of the ninth inning, trailing 5-4. to four. Eddie Rosario hit a grand slam to give the Atlanta Braves an 8-5 victory today against the Arizona Diamondbacks. We had a couple of players hit multi-home multi run games. Tommy Pham in New York for the New York Mets hit his fourth and fifth homer of the year. Drew Ellis of the Philadelphia Phillies, he hit two home runs today, his first and second. Kyle Schwarber also hit two home runs today, his 14th and his 15th. We talked about it earlier, but Chicago went back-to-back today with home runs. It was Jan Gomes and Trey Mancini. And then, of course, Amaya hit his first Major League home run uh, in his career, the future catcher of the Chicago Cubs, Miguel Amaya, in the designated hitter spot today. He hit his first. So over 30 home runs hit today in Major League Baseball. That is our total, and uh, we'll have more on that when we go to our out-of-town scoreboard later on in the postgame show. I'm Brayton Supreme. Padres lose today 7-1 to to the Chicago Cubs. It was a tough loss. We keep talking about the Padres and their inability to be consistent and be able to take a couple of steps forward without having any major setbacks. Again, another setback today. As Bob Melvin talked about in the post-game press conference, we keep thinking we're going to be at the spot where we turn the corner, and then we again continue to scuffle and uh, and get in our own way uh, after the fact. So tough loss today for the Padres. The only thing you can do, get ready to play tomorrow. They're going to have an opportunity to even up the series and split with the Cubs uh, here in San Diego uh, tomorrow night we'll get you more of a preview on that later in the postgame show but right now let's talk about the ace pitcher of the game which pitcher was dealing today let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from Traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware 
Coming off a complete game shutout of the Tampa Bay Rays, Marcus Stroman continued his dominance against the San Diego Padres. He was outstanding. He was the definition of an ace today. He went six innings, did not allow any earned runs. It was just one run that came around to score uh, for the San Diego Padres today, a run that reached base on an error. So no earned runs for Marcus Stroman. That's back-to-back starts without an earned run on four hits today, three walks and six punch-outs. Marcus Stroman threw 84 pitches, 53 of them were for strikes. He is today's ace pitcher of the game. It's why it's so important and why it's so important that to get wins like you're supposed to get on Friday night is when you throw your maybe 7th or 8th best starting pitcher in Ryan Weathers against a team's ace. It's already an uphill battle in one of those games that you look at the, the schedule and go, this is probably one of the games we're going to lose. And not to say the Padres are not trying to win each and every game, but in Major League Baseball in particular, you're not going to win every night. And nights like this are usually the ones that match up in terms of the pitching matchups or it's going to be a tough one to try to steal. And that's why losing on Friday 2-1 to one in the way that they did is more disheartening than even probably today's loss. Because if you lose, if you win on Friday... Uh, after the, you know, and they ended up losing right two to one. If they go out on Friday night, take advantage of some opportunities, and then it would have been two wins in a row. And after the win on th- on Saturday, three wins in a row. You lose today, you're not feeling as bad as you would have if you would have won if you um uh, if you would have won on Friday night. So there's different opportunities for you. You had a good outing out of Michael Waka on Friday. Another good outing out of you Darvish yesterday. You get a clunker of an outing, and unfortunately. Uh, the Padres unable to uh, take advantage of that. And it's tough to work uphill. It's tough to have an uphill battle um, and, and, and be down 7 to nothing. All of a sudden, the at-bats change a little bit, and you're trying to get six, seven runs on every swing of the bat, which we know is not not possible to do. And it's it's tough to keep from pressing in those situations, especially for a team that, again, gets the taste of success, gets the taste of, of being the team that they know that they could be and then having another setback like they did today. I don't know how many times we're going to have to keep talking about this, not only in the postgame show, but throughout the week on the talk shows. I know you fans are getting disgruntled as well uh, about some of the productivity, about the lack of offense from a team that was expected to score uh, a ton of runs and be a loaded offense from top to bottom. But, um, you know, they have the capability of doing it. They've shown it. I think that's what makes it the most frustrating uh, especially since they usually do it against some teams that are inferior to them in terms of roster, in terms of talent. Uh, Cubs went out there and got the job done today. I mean, there's nothing nothing you could say uh, any different. They went out uh, and kicked ass, 11 hits, 7 runs. Uh, they were swinging off the bus when they when they got it to Petco Park, and it's tough to slow a team down like that, especially when they got an ace on the hill like Marcus Stroman. I'm Braden Soprani. You're listening to the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. we got a couple of more awards to get to, as well as an out-of-town scoreboard when we come back on the Padres postgame show with Braden Soprani on the Padres radio network. Welcome back to the Padres postgame show, live from Petco Park at the Loft in the Western Metal Supply Company building. Padres take the loss today, 7-1 to to the Chicago Cubs. I'm Braden Soprano. Thanks again for tuning in to 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Tough day at the yard for Ryan Weathers. He ends the day 
going one and two-thirds innings, allowing five earned runs on seven hits with one walk and one strikeout. The bullpen, though, actually pitched a little bit better and had a pretty good day of saving the rest of the game to not hurt the rest of the bullpen. And uh, one name in particular had the best day out of all of them. He is our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Domingo Tapia is our relief pitcher of the game. He goes three innings to help save the bullpen, does not allow any runs, shuts the door on the Cubs from potentially adding more to their already 7-1 lead. Gave his offense an opportunity. Unfortunately, offense didn't take advantage of it. Three innings, no runs, one hit, one walk, two strikeouts through 37 pitches, 25 of them for strikes. Domingo Tapia is our relief pitcher of the game. Before we move any further here on the Padres postgame show, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. KWFNFM and KWFN HD1 San Diego. Hey, it's Fernando Santos Jr. You're listening to Padres Baseball on Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm Braden Soprano. You're listening to the Padres postgame show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Cubs beat the Padres 7-1 to today. It was a tough loss for the Padres uh, to the Cubs. One step forward, one step back yet again for this ball club in 2023. If you want to weigh in, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. We got one phone call on the line here. Mike in Mission Valley here on the Padres postgame show. Mike, what's going on? Hey, um, listen, I got a, I know you guys aren't going to want to hear this. I'm not trying to throw cold water on it, but reality is reality. Okay, guys, listen, we know the season, in my opinion, you guys don't have to agree, but it's a rebuilding year. They're, there's just everything got slow out of the horse gate. Okay, at the beginning, they're just so too far behind right now. They got to play at about a 620 clip to get a potential wild card. And right now, if you got a bunch of fat steaks that need to be cut the fat off, you've got talking no Nola Grissom. Odor, Carpenter, all these people hitting 194, 210. Bring the miners up and let's have at least a salvageable, you know, intrigue for the 2040-24 season. Because if they don't have that Soto trade done by July, and if they're rooting for Otani at the end uh, of the year, but, you know, I, I'm telling you, there's this whole entire engine needs to be replaced. And, and I'm just saying, as a 50-year Padre fan, I've coached, I've played, I've seen what's happening. The big fat cat, Machado, got his paycheck. He can curse me out if he wants me to. But, dude, you go down to El Paso for a couple of weeks and get some humble pie because you can't just smile at that interview yesterday, brother. And he was just like, you know, it's good to have a vacation. And he comes up, it just it's not working right now. There's something wrong in the dugout. I can't explain it. But that Soto trade for Guerrero potentially to Toronto, they want to get rid of him for that big contract. I'm open. There's a lot of things that the Padres need as base dealers, speed on the top of the lineup. You've got India and Cincinnati. You've got Quan and Cleveland. Colburn Burns wants to leave Milwaukee. There's things we can do, and we have to make that happen in July if they really want to uh, you know, salvage the season. But to me, it's a rebuilding year. What's your thoughts, brother? Well, you can't really have a rebuilding year when you have the payroll that you have and you have the players that you have. Um, you're obviously never going to send Manny Machado down to AAA El Paso. I mean, that's that's just never going to be a, a thing either. I will say this. I mean, as much as, yes, the bottom half of the order is not 
in a position to uh, currently help the ball club. Yes, they're not hitting well. Yes, I think on paper, as the roster is constructed, it is a lot of holes. But you don't have anybody in the minor leagues. I mean, this is the best Remember Dick you Williams? have. That's why they're up on the on the at the top uh, on on the top of the major league roster right now. There's there, there's the, you, you don't really Dick have Williams? anything left. Yes. Remember, do you remember Dick Williams? How he would not tolerate this stuff, and I mean the management and Peter Seidler has done a great effort for 2023. And I would actually go so bluntly as an owner, which he's not going to do, but I would actually charge five ten thousand dollars for RSIP. People in running scoring position, you veterans got complete you know capability of getting this thing at least turned around. There's nothing. There's it seems like there's a lackadaisical attitude, like you know we'll just ride and coast and get this year done with. I, that's why I say. You got to do something intolerable. If I'm Dick Williams, like a manager, I'm in their faces, and I'm to the management saying, "We got to make some trades and get this thing done." You can't just sit there and wait July, August. This, let's look. I, I know how many games are left. The process of them getting a wild card is far reaching, too far beyond right now. So let's move forward and, and construct this trades with AJ. If he's got a supernova trade coming, you're going to have to collect all the ten players that are hitting 194 and just. Clean out, clean house, brother. I'm I'm sorry. Sometimes things you try, and Peter Shirley, credit to him. But this 2023 season's finished. I, and, and I'm not a give up guy. I'm just saying you got to pull the parts and things that aren't working, cut the fat and get moving forward because we need to take steps forward and stop watching this train wreck, you know. All right, Mike, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks right, again for tuning in. Just trade everybody. I mean, at this point, is that is that what the, uh, the, the trim the fat? Here's the problem, Mike. What are you going to trade exactly? This is your team. I mean, we talked, we've talked about this on the talk show at nauseum for about three weeks. This is who you signed on for. And with all the big money contracts that are out there and all the big money contracts on this Padres team, it's not valuable to trade these players unless you're going to eat the contract. And then you're even more handcuffed because you're going to be paying guys like you know, whatever, whatever, whoever you want to trade and blow the thing up, obviously, which you can't really do because nobody's going to want the contracts based on how the way the players are playing. But even if they do take it, you're going to have to eat a lot of it, and so you might as well pay for them to be on the team. I mean, it's just not it, that. That's kind of an, an emotional conversation there, and the, the the Padres aren't playing as well as we initially thought. I mean, it, it'd be great to kind of trim some of the fat, but you're never going to have a perfect roster, first of all. And second, you're never going to be able – you can't trade some of the players that you have for the players that you mentioned because what other team is going to sign on for that? Who's going to take said players that you want to trim the fat on? I think this is a very important month of June for the Padres. I really do. It's obviously a very important month because it's going to swing the direction of where this season is going to go, either upwards or downwards, and it puts yourself in a position of whether or not – you're going to be making some moves at the trade deadline. So as much as the negativity is there, especially after a loss today, you have to keep viewing it in terms of series. you got to be winning series. And tomorrow, and if you split a four-game series, it's not the end of the world. It's still not the end of the world when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. Got to take two out of three in three-game series. Got to be able to split in four-game series. And you're in a position to make the playoffs. It would be a lot different right now if the Padres were in the American League at about 10 games out of a wild card spot. They're within four games, three or four games of wild card spot. Regardless of what the record is, you're going to be in the race. That is striking distance. So 
Tough loss today again. It's not time to give up on the season. It is June 4th, and I'm not going to sit here and say it's early because it ain't early anymore. But we'll see what happens again tomorrow. You lose three out of four to the Cubs, open up the phone calls for the talk shows during the week. But as of right now, you know, to say like, we got to send Manny Machado a trip, I mean, are you kidding me? Come on. It's a different era of baseball nowadays, too, as well. It's not, you know, and you get more, you get more with sugar than you do with vinegar. So we can't have Bob Melvin out there yelling at players all, all the time. Is it bad right now? Maybe a sense of lax a day? Uh, you know, maybe. I'm not here to say it. I'm not here to judge at this point in time on the postgame show. Uh, I want to call into the talk shows during the week. Uh, you're more well, more than welcome to do so and air out your grievances. But it's not. A, it, they're not in a position where they're going to be blowing this thing up anytime soon. Peter Seidler's already said he's not going to go into a rebuild. They're going to have different ways to be able to put this thing together. And it's not. it's not give up on the season yet. Because this team is more than capable of getting hot. We talked about Xander Bogarts being uh, in a slump, and obviously he didn't play today. There's, uh, he's obviously not right with his wrist. Hopefully he can come back and, and play better. And you're getting some guys that are hitting the ball hard. I mean, the Padres are not creating their own luck. They're not getting a lot of luck. And until they break out of this little, um, again, I keep calling it this purgatory of around 500 and just below 500, uh, it's the same thing every day. We got Groundhog Day with this San Diego Padres team. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, out-of-town scoreboard, player of the game, wrapping this thing up on the Padres postgame show with Braden Soprenit on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Tough loss for the Padres tonight, 11 or 7-1. They get out, hit 11-5. Cubs came out swinging the day off the bus and really tagged Ryan Weathers around the yard. Padres were unable to come back from that, but got another day again tomorrow to take on the Chicago Cubs, split the series. Uh, you're not in a world of hurt splitting a series out of four out of the four-game series. You only have a couple more four-game series left uh, this year. But if the Padres can do that, they'll be in a lot better shape, obviously. You've got to be able to win some games. got to do it on a consistent basis. We've seen the bright spots of this team. We know what they're capable of. They haven't been able to put it all together yet. And that remains the biggest question in San Diego that nobody can answer. Media members, talk show hosts, players, coaches, fans. It's the biggest question in baseball. What's going on with the San Diego Padres in terms of consistency on offense? What's going on with the rest of Major League Baseball? Let's get you an out-of-town scoreboard before we call this day a game. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Now we're going to start off in the American League. Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox. Rays beat the Red Sox 6-2. Taj Bradley gets the win. He is 4-2. Tanner hooked the loss. He is 3-5. Rays improved to 42-19 on the year with the loss. The Red Sox are one game above 500 at uh, 30-29. Angels and Astros. It was the Halos that got the better of the Astros today. They win 2-1 down in Houston. Chris Davinsky gets the win. He's 3-0. Phil Maton, former Padre, 
gets handed the loss. He's 0-1. Carlos Estevez picks up his 14th save of the season. Luis Renjifo hits his third homer of the year for the Halos. Yamer uh, Diaz gets his third home run for the Strohs. Halo will shine bright tonight in Anaheim. Angels are now 31-30 and on the season. Guardians double up the Twins 2-1. to James Karichik gets the win. He's 2-4. Joe Ryan the loss, 7-3. Only his third loss of the season. One of the better pitchers for Minnesota. Emmanuel Classe gets his 19th save of the year for the Guardians. Will Castro, or Willie Castro, the only home run hitter in this game for the Twins. His fifth homer of the season. Guardians 2 and the Twins 1. Tigers and Sox. Game coming down to the wire. It was Jake Berger that sent everybody home happy in Chicago. 1-0. Swung on and lifted into left. This is going to win it. It's a grand slam for Jake Berger. He got it all and just over the wall. Jake Berger. Walk-off grand slam on the south side for Chicago. They win 6-2 over the Detroit Tigers. They're now 26-35 with the loss. Tigers are 26-31. Spencer Tokelson also homered for the Tigers in the loss, his fifth of the year. That was Berger's 12th homer of the season. Liam Hendricks with the dub. He is now 1-0 on the season. Alex Lang the loss. He is 3-1. Connor McKnight on the call. WMVP in Chicago. White Sox 6 and the Tigers 2. Texas Rangers haven't stopped swinging all weekend. They put up a 12 spot today after scoring 16 yesterday. It's been a tough weekend for the Seattle Mariners. Rangers win it 12-3 over Seattle with the win. The Rangers are now 18 games above 500 at 38-20. Mariners drop one game below 500. At 29-30, and they'll be on their way to San Diego to take on the Padres on Tuesday and Wednesday. Winning pitcher Nathan Avaldi, he's now 8-2 and for the Rangers. Losing pitcher Bryce Miller, he is 3-3. Three and three. Corey Seager, Jonah Heim both homered for Texas. It was Seager's sixth home run. It was Heim's seventh of the season. In interleague play in Queens, the New York Mets fall to the Toronto Blue Jays. 6-4 to four, despite two home runs out of Tommy Pham, his fourth and fifth. Pete Alonzo homered his 21st of the year. Starling Marte homered his third of the year. All solo shots today for the Metropolitans. Vlad Guerrero Jr., he hit his ninth homer of the, of the year. Brandon Belt hit his third for Toronto as Nate Pearson gets the win for the Blue Jays. He is now 3-0 on the year. Dominic Leone takes the loss. He is 0-2. Jordan Romero Picks up his 15th save of the season. Blue Jays five, 6 and the Mets 4. It's a tough year for the Athletics. It got tougher again as Miami beats Oakland 7-5. to five. Tanner Scott, W, 4-1 and one on the year. Austin Pruitt, the loss. He's 1-3. Dylan Floro gets his 6th save of the season as Garrett Cooper launched his 6th long ball of the year for the Marlins. Marlins 7 and the Athletics 5 with the loss. The A's are now... A miserable 12 and 49 in 2023. Other interleague action. It was the Royals blanking the Rockies two to nothing. Michael Garcia homered his first of the year. Brady Singer the win. He is four and four. Kyle Freeland.
takes the loss. He's 4-7. and seven. Scott Barlow picks up his seventh save of the year. Royals 2 and the Rockies nothing. Orioles beat the Giants 8-3 up in San Francisco. Tyler Wells gets the win. He's 4-2. and two. Anthony DiScofani takes the loss. He's 4-5. and five. James McCann homers for Baltimore, his third of the season. Blake Sable got his seventh long ball of the year for San Francisco. It's the O's 8 and the Gigantes 3. In the National League, Pirates double up the Cardinals 2-1. Andrew T- uh, Kneiser is the only lone run for the Cardinals with his fifth homer of the year. Rich Hill, still going strong at his age, gets the win 5-5 five five on the year. Miles Michael is the loss. He's 4-2. David Bednar picks up his 13th save of the season for the Buccos. Raise the Jolly Roger for the 31st time this season. Phillies all over the Nationals today. They use the long ball five times as they win 11-3 over Washington. JT Rilamuto hit his fifth. Drew Ellis hit his first and second. Kyle Schwarber hit his 14th and 15th. Guillermo Vargas hit his second home run of the year for Washington. Rangers Suarez, the victory is 1-2. Trevor Williams, San Diego product, takes the loss. He is 2-4. Phillies 11 and the Nationals 3. Brew Crew beat the Reds 5 to one. Adrian Hauser with the win. He is two and one. Ben Lively the loss. He's three and three. Milwaukee gets a couple of home runs out of Andrew uh, Monasteric and Victor Caratini. Those Monasteric's first. Victor Caratini's third. Jake Fraley hit his seventh home run for Cincinnati as the Brewers win 5-1 at the Great American Bandbox. Braves, Diamondbacks. D-backs had a 5-4 lead going into the top half of the ninth inning. Eddie Rosario said not so fast. 1-0 pitch on the way. Swung on the fly ball to right field. Going back now, Smith. Smith's at the wall. Grand slam! Grand slam! Rosario with a huge homer, and the Braves take the lead. Atlanta beats Arizona 8-5. They take an 8-5 lead on the Eddie Rosario Grand Slam, his eighth round tripper of the season. Jim Powell, 680 AM WCNN in Atlanta on the call. With W, Braves now 35 and 24. Diamondbacks drop to 35 and 25. Ozzie Albies also homered for the Bravos today, his 12th of the year. In the loss, Arizona got two home runs. Corbin Carroll's 10th, Cattell Marte's 9th. AJ Minter with W. He is 3-5. Miguel Castro, the loss. He's 3-2. Rysel Iglesias gets his seventh save of the season. Final game in action on Sunday night baseball up at Chavez Ravine. The New York Yankees have a 2-1 lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers in the top half of the eighth inning. Runner on third base with two away, and DJ LeMahieu is up for the Yankees trying to get them a much-needed insurance run. Hopefully the Bronx Bombers can hang on and beat the Dodgers, and then nothing changes in the standings for the San Diego Padres. That's a look at our out-of-town scoreboard today as we get to today's player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Player of the game for the San Diego Padres would be Juan Soto. He drove in the only run. That was about it in terms of the Padres. As far as the Chicago Cubs, their player of the game 
Jan Gomes, who continues to hurt the San Diego Padres. Actually, I lied. We're going to give it to Miguel Amaya. Miguel Amaya hit his first home run of his major league career. He scored twice. He went three for three at the plate today with a walk. A couple of singles and a couple of RBIs on a two-run shot back in the third inning. Miguel Amaya is your player of the game. Padres lose today 7-1 to the Chicago Cubs. That will wrap it up for me, Braden Sopredit, here at the Loft. Tough night at the yard for the for the home ball squad. Hopefully tomorrow they can get take care of business on this wraparound series and take down the Chicago Cubs and hopefully get a series split and prepare for the Seattle Mariners. I'll give you the final totals after we thank everybody here on the broadcast for Jesse Agler, Tony Gwynn Jr., Dave Marcus, Frank Marchese back in studio. I'm Braden Soprano. Thanks again for tuning in to the Padres postgame show. Final score tonight, 7-1 in favor of the Chicago Cubs. Cubs score seven runs on 11 hits. They commit one error, leave three on base. Padres score one run on five hits. They, leave, they commit one error. They leave eight on base. Winning pitcher today, Marcus Stroman. He is 6-4 and four on the year. Losing pitcher, Ryan Weathers. He is now 1-4. and four. Time of the ballgame tonight, two hours and 39, or two hours and 30 minutes. Played in the front of the 20th sellout crowd on the season here at Petco Park. A 44,811 strong as the Padres played on a 66-degree sunny afternoon in America's finest city. For Jesse Agler, Tony Gwynn Jr., Dave Marcus, Frank Marchese, I'm Braden Soprenit signing off. Padres fall to the Chicago Cubs 7-1. We will see you tomorrow night. Matt Scraby will have the Padres pregame show starting at 5-10. First pitch 6-10 on San Diego's number one sports station, 97 through the fan. Have a good rest of your Sunday. We'll talk to you this week on the talk shows. Bye-bye.